Welcome to the P-Money Show, where your host, Paulina Salazar, talks real estate. Okay, we are live. How are you guys doing? Good, how are you? Good. Just working through crazy escrows. I love it. So... Today, I wanted to talk about what an EMD is, what an earnest money deposit is, and really just break it down as to why it's important. Uh, But first, I guess, maybe, Sean, if you could just give us a little explanation on what it is, because I feel like, I guess you get asked way more about the money side of things. So really, earnest money at the core comes down to the comes down really to the agent side of it to where the the seller needs to know that, okay, hey, this buyer is, they're serious. They're, they're going to put their money at risk because they're very, very serious on buying the house. When it comes to the loan side, really, really all, all, all that we're worried about on the, on the loan side of it is, is that we've sourced and seasoned the the, the earnest money. So if you put, let's just say it's 1%, I think that's pretty typical, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. Right. Okay. So let's just say you have a $400,000 house. The seller is going to want to see that, okay, we're going to put 1% of, of, of the purchase price, $4,000 and an account with, with the escrow company that says, Hey, we're, we're, we're serious about buying this home. Um, we're going to give you a $4,000 deposit. Whereas, uh, with, with certain regulations, if, 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 uh, if, if, if we decide not to buy the house for whatever reasons and different circumstances that, that, that earnest money deposit becomes the sellers. Um, so from the loan perspective, all we're looking for is to make sure that we have seen where that money comes from. So, um, they call it sourcing it. First off, sourcing it. Okay, we see that it's in your bank account. And secondly, is seizing it, making sure that it's been in your bank account for the last two months. Really, from the lender perspective, that's all we're looking for. Now, you'll, as an agent, be able to talk about um, what that means from the perspective of the contract. Okay, the seller knows that, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer are very, very serious about buying this property, and therefore, they're going to put their $4,000 at risk. Thank you, Sean. Um, escrow. So basically this 1% gets sent to escrow, which if maybe Dre or, or Tanya, if you guys want to explain a little bit, just like a really, really quick rundown on what escrow is, that might help. Yeah, so um, escrow is a neutral third party and uh, a real estate transactions. Basically we are there to be the middleman um, between the buyer and the seller. So when, basically when an earnest deposit is needed, um, it's basically to tell, like how Sean said, to tell the, the seller, hey, look, I'm, I'm serious about this as the buyer. I'm serious about this property. So I'm putting this good faith money into an account with escrow. So usually um, when the buyer brings in the deposit, they bring it into escrow and, um, and we just hold it in that account throughout the whole um, escrow process. And um, that that money is then towards the end of escrow is then used to put it towards the down payment um, and closing costs. So as long as obviously the, you know, the property is actually gonna close um, and everything 
we basically see through that everything on the contract has happened according to, you know, how everyone agreed. If that makes sense. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I always tell the buyers, like, it's just, it's your way of pretty much opening up, like, okay, I really, really want this house. This is my earnest money deposit. This is how bad I want it. Like, let's start the process. Because yeah. that also tells, like, escrow, you guys, Samantha Title, like, even Sean, like, it tells them that they're serious about it and they're willing to start. Like, I just had an escrow canceled today because well, not because of it, but they never sent in their deposit and it was like a huge red flag. So luckily we canceled yeah. like today, which was the first day of escrow officially. But I guess that's a good example as to like, you're not really going to be that serious if you're not willing to even put in that deposit. So it's kind of a time saver as well. Um, another thing too is I guess yeah. the importance also of knowing that that deposit can also be at risk with the seller if you are a buyer, if you do decide to cancel after your contingencies are removed, which obviously happens later down the line. But have you guys had any experiences ever, like pretty much with somebody losing a deposit or anything like that? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely happened and we do see it happening. Um, obviously, usually that's a little bit more down the line when all contingencies have been removed. Um, when it comes down to that though, like, let's just say where they're gonna cancel and the seller's gonna end up keeping the deposit. We can't release that deposit to the seller until both parties have instructed us and basically gave the okay if there is some kind of dispute between the buyer and the seller about that deposit or the sorry the emd um being released to the seller then we really can't release it and they basically have to go into arbitration and i've seen like this is kind of where i think having a good escrow company behind you like tanya just went over i've seen transactions where they're you know the seller didn't want to release um, the security or the EMD. I always call it security deposit almost because that's kind of what I think of it as. Um, they didn't want to release the EMD um, because the buyers were kind of doing some shady things and they'd released all contingencies and escrow went ahead and released it. And it was a huge liability and it's, tr it's actually turning into a lawsuit right now. Um, and it's actually on a transaction I'm on. So um, that's where I'm always like, you have to align yourself with a reputable escrow company who's gonna be neutral. Cause obviously that was not neutral or it was just a mistake on their part. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I, I, had, <laughs> I had a buyer want to cancel just because like they found another house and I didn't know this, but that's not a contractual reason to cancel. Um, luckily, like it was fine. Like we got the deposit back, but in those situations too, like you, we didn't have to get the deposit back. It wasn't a contractual reason. So there are a lot of rules as to when you can and can't get it back. So yeah, it's super important to have a good team behind your back. That's going to either save your ass or at least just let you know, like, okay, this is exactly what's happening. And how do you want to work things out? Paulina, can you talk to, so I think the, 
a misconception is that just because your contract says, hey, on this date, all of your contingencies are due and, 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 and you are at risk for your, in, in the case we're talking about $4,000, is going to be at risk if on the X day of the month, 15th or whatever day of that contract, once that day comes, the misconception is once that day comes and passes and if you don't release it, that, that, that your money's at risk. Can you explain to where the agent needs to actually, there, there is a, an, a signature by the buyer where they physically, where they release the contingencies in writing? Yeah, so they need to have something in writing releasing all contingencies um, in order for that to pretty much happen. But even then, like, it's, it's hard to get there pretty much. Like, it's, it's hard to get to the point where you're releasing all contingencies and then they want to cancel. So it, what happens is, let's just say you get to that date and then you don't release contingencies. Then what happens is you get a notice to perform and then that gives you, I think it's like 48 hours, I, I think. So it gives you two more days to basically perform. And then at that point, once you hit your 48 hours, then it's like the seller can automatically cancel. So yeah, there's you get a little cushion there. Like even though it's like 17 days or whatever, like you do get two more days because you will get a notice to perform. But even if the agent takes a day or two to give you the notice to perform, I gave you another day or two. So it just really depends who, who you're working with on the other side because I've heard of other agents sending notices to perform like two days before their actual contingency removal date was up so that it would land on the same exact date if they had like a feeling that they weren't going to going to be releasing contingencies right so so again i think i think when when you look at it without experience and you look at it and you say okay well my contingency period is up on the 15th that doesn't mean that just because the 15th came and went your money's at risk you actually as a buyer have to sign something that says hey i release it and if you don't and then they do give you this notice to perform and you do not perform within that two day, that 48 hour, that two day period, then, then basically, I mean, you, you can still get your earnest money back. It's basically, you're saying, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not able to move forward because there's too many repairs or my loan didn't get approved or whatever. So the buyer needs to understand that the, the, a, a good real estate agent is always going to protect their money. Yeah, no, I can proudly say like, I've never lost anyone's deposit. And every time I get a signature to release a contingency, I thoroughly go through like what that really is with them. So I tell them like, okay, we're releasing this, you know, the inspection contingency. That means that you cannot cancel for any reason, uh, for any disclosures that you guys have already read. Like did we, you know, we already went through the natural hazard disclosure or whatever it may be, home inspection report, like you guys cannot cancel for these reasons. So the good thing obviously is that the loan is always the last one, which in my opinion tends to be the hardest. I've actually seen lately too, and I don't know if, you, if any of the rest of you guys have seen this, but because the market's so competitive, I've seen some agents request that the EMD be larger um, just to be competitive with the other offers. Um, have you guys been seeing that at all? Yeah, I have. I ha actually just, we accepted one, like, I think they put as an EMD, like 20 grand on like a $700,000 home. So that was nice to see because it does make you feel a little bit more secure, like they have more, more skin in the game. But 
Of course. But yeah, I, I did just start seeing that as of recently. Like it's it wasn't a thing because the standard is 1%. But if you do want to be more competitive right. in this market, it's like, yeah, it would be nice to increase this. But if you have a good agent, it really yeah, shouldn't definitely matter. Seen that. Yeah, if you have a good agent, it really shouldn't, like you should be open to increasing that deposit if you are a buyer, because you should have faith that your agent's not going to, they're not going to lose it. Like you still have a lot of outs as they, your, your contingencies are going. All right, guys. Oh, go ahead. No, I agree. I, I think, I think honestly is you, you, you can kind of look at it from both sides as a seller. Okay. What does that really mean? What does that earnest money really mean with all these outs and all these contingencies? Is it really as good as the paper that it's written on? And I, I kind of think so. As, as I personally, and as you said, Pauline, out of all the transactions you've done, you never lost earnest money deposit. And, and, and I can't say, and, and, and likewise on my end, as I've never been in a situation where it's been lost. So again, you, in one breath, you could say, all right, it's as good as the paper that it's written on. And secondly, but it is a somewhat of a security instrument and, and at least being able to choose the right buyer to know that, okay, first and foremost, they have the money. Secondly, they're willing to put it in the risk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, we're all humans, you know, it's like, yeah, it's a contract, but for example, like the one I just had, the buyers just, they, I had a listing, the buyers just canceled because they found another house, which is not, I know it's not a contractual reason to cancel. My client was like, can we, or my seller, he was like, can we keep their deposit? And I'm just like, well, yes and no. Like, yeah, you want to fight it, but then you're basically fighting for them to stay in escrow. So you're forcing a buyer to buy a house. They still have all their contingencies in place. So it's like they're they're just gonna make up an excuse to get out anyway. So we're just wasting time. So, you know, it just it kind of it's kind of crappy in that way. But at the same time, buyers are protected, in my opinion, a lot more um, to keep their deposit versus a seller keeping it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's really just kind of a formality of a kind of a, I don't know if you'd call it an antiquated because there are so many ways out of it, but I mean, is it, is it really necessary? A lot of, a lot of contracts now are done, you know, if you do for sale by owner, sometimes they don't even have earnest money and, and, and it's not a requirement. So the other misconception is that it's a requirement to be able to every contract has a half has to have earnest money deposit and it's not. So again, I think, I think earnest money is uh, kind of a eh, important, but not really. I think Samantha was saying about how um, with a competitive market, you know, some buyers are putting in higher Once you're in it also, we're seeing that because of the competitiveness, prices are going up so quickly. You're likely to more than um, more than what you're wanting to purchase a house for, so it just I think maybe right now it can be more even more additional security or it gives that seller more faith that you are financially strong to go through with, with this transaction, despite you know the competitiveness and the appraisal coming in low. So 
maybe not always strong, but I, I do think right now um, EMD does say a lot about you know who's coming to the table with an offer. Just some thoughts. Thank you, Drea. Okay, well, today was a little short, but thank you guys for checking in, and we'll do this again next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the P Money Show. For more information, follow at Paulina Sells San Diego.